Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, November 17th. I will never forget the first time I saw the Capitol. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi began her speech today reminiscing back to when she was six years old. And after leading the Democrats in the House for two decades, Nancy Pelosi is stepping down from leadership. Twenty years ago this week, Nancy Pelosi was elected by her Democratic colleagues in the House to be their leader. And she remained so for these last two decades, whether in the minority as minority leader or in the majority as Speaker of the House. Today, on the floor of the House of Representatives, she made her departure from leadership official. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. This comes one day after the House of Representatives was projected to be in control of the Republicans for the next Congress. They achieved their 218th seat with a district in California last evening. And this is sort of the first of many political reverberations that the Congress will feel. Now, Pelosi, who is 82 years old, has said she is going to continue to serve in the House representing her San Francisco district. So think about that. After being leader of the party for two decades, after being Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi becomes a backbencher next year. Now, she won't be like most backbenchers, obviously, and having her knowledge of how to navigate the party through various legislative and political battles will no doubt be helpful to whatever new leadership team gets elected by the Democrats. Pelosi has been in the House for 35 years. She first got there in 1987, and it was 20 years into her tenure when she became the first woman to ever serve as Speaker of the House. Here she was on that historic occasion in January 2007. It's an historic moment for the Congress. It's an historic moment for the women of America. It is a moment... It is a moment for which we have waited over 200 years. You may remember that day the images of her surrounded by children, her own grandchildren, the children of members of the House on that day. And basically ever since then, she has sort of made a tagline for herself in her pursuit of her agenda, which is for the children. In her speech, she touted the accomplishments that she had in her work that she said was a privilege to do so with three presidents. Apparently, there was no privilege from her perspective in serving as speaker while Donald Trump was president, and they did no work together. So she left him off the list. But she did tout her work with George W. Bush on environmental and energy issues. She touted her Perhaps most high-profile legislative achievement with President Obama, the passage of the 2010 Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare. 
And she touted her work during this Biden presidency in these last two years, passing pandemic aid relief and investing in important healthcare environmental matters for the future. Nancy Pelosi's ability to fundraise for Democrats is legendary. Nobody has ever come close in the House of Representatives to what she has been able to bring in, as will her legislative acumen in being able to get controversial bills through the House, being able to navigate the legislative waters. Of course, those two things combined make her a prime target for Republicans in the political arena using her liberal San Francisco status as a way to take benefit from our polarized electoral environment at the moment. And Pelosi's speech today was a real tribute to democracy, to the very building that she was in under the Capitol Dome and how much reverence she has for that building, for that institution, and for American democracy overall. She said that We have learned, even in tragic ways in that chamber in recent years, about how fragile democracy is. And that literally came home to her in these last few weeks when her husband, Paul Pelosi, was attacked by someone who was looking to attack her in their San Francisco home. And in fact, Pelosi recently told my colleague Anderson Cooper in an interview that that attack against Paul Pelosi would indeed influence her decision about her future. After Pelosi made her announcement, the dominoes of Democratic leadership in the House fell real quickly. Now, remember, all three top leaders for the Democrats in the House, Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, Jim Clyburn, all in their 80s, it became quickly apparent that Pelosi's decision here was not just about her. But it was about her wanting to pass the torch to a new generation of Democratic leadership. And in short order, Steny Hoyer put out a statement saying, quote, you know, when Nancy said there is a time and a season, I think it's a time and a season. And I think we have excellent alternatives. He said he would not be a candidate for leadership in this next conference. And Jim Clyburn, the Democrat of South Carolina, also issued a statement saying he was not going to run for the top leadership positions in this next Congress and through his support behind this trio of Democratic lawmakers who are running as a unified ticket in the number one, number two, and number three slots of leadership. Hakeem Jeffries of New York running to become minority leader, replacing Nancy Pelosi as the leader of the Democrats. Catherine Clark of Massachusetts running for the number two spot in leadership, the whip. And Pete Aguilar of California running for the number three spot in leadership. And they are running as a team. There was a small group of Republicans in attendance for Pelosi's speech on the floor, including House Minority Whip Steve Scalise, who applauded for Pelosi at the end of her speech. A notable Republican missing during Pelosi's speech, Kevin McCarthy, the man hoping to replace her as Speaker of the House in January if he can get his conference entirely behind him. McCarthy, instead of focusing on Pelosi, has been focusing on the Republican victory, the House projection that Republicans will indeed have the majority. Here he was on Fox News last night after the call. Think for one moment. It is official. One party Democrat rule in Washington is finished. We have fired Nancy Pelosi. And with the majority comes the gavels, heads of committees and the ability to enact investigations and oversight over the Biden administration. 
Today, we heard from Congressman Jim Jordan and James Comer, two top Republicans who will be leading investigations of the Biden administration in this next Congress. They made their agenda items pretty clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. Hunter Biden's financial activities seems to be one of the top targets of investigations for House Republicans. We'll see if indeed impeaching the president himself or some of his cabinet members remains on the to-do list as well. The White House has said they are prepared for these investigations. They call them politically motivated and a waste of time, but they've built an entire operation to respond to the coming scrutiny. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please do me a favor, take a moment and rate and review us and share it with a friend. Also, I'm going to be off until the new year, taking some parental leave. So prepare to hear some new and familiar voices host this show in the coming weeks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.